There's a lot of pressure in what we do. There's a lot of uncertainty in what we do, even one day to the next. And that can be hard. And I think one of the really good things that we have going for us in our team, and I think, you know, as this conversation unfolds, we'll start to draw parallels to life, I think. But, you know, we have been doing this for such a long time that we know that if we can just persist and stay true to our role, stay true to what we're being asked to do, and continue and upkeep the focus on that customer and on the end state you're trying to get to, we will get there. We will get there. And I think, I think that's huge, right? Because sometimes it's really, really difficult seeing the path to wherever there is. And that I think is what causes anxiety, frankly, in life and in work and in, and in general. That's Anthony Mancini, who leads a team of over 800 enterprise professional services employees here at Nuance. And like all of us, his team is surrounded by unknowns all the time. While live in the moment and keep calm and carry on, maybe cheesy cliches, they ring true in our everyday work and also during times of uncertainty. Being able to focus on positive information in our environment has been linked with three times the levels of creativity, 31% more productivity, and 23% less stress. Studies have also shown that those who have higher levels of psychological flexibility are less likely to be depressed, anxious, or stressed, and more likely to have a healthy well-being because of the way they think about situations and how they choose to respond to events. Today on Think Big, we'll hear how one of our own leaders reframes his perspective and leans into positivity. Let's learn how he not only moves through these times of ambiguity, but is open to seeing opportunities and possibilities and even thrives in those moments. Hi, Anthony. Welcome to Think Big. Hey, Meredith. Thanks very much. Great to be here. So, Anthony, you lead the Enterprise Professional Services team. What does your team do and what types of problems does your team solve? Yeah, so we so we run basically large scale, I'm going to say customized projects and solutions for the largest enterprises in the in the world. And a core sort of tenet of what we do is the fact that we're interfacing and serving customers who from one to the next are all going to have their own unique priorities, interests, approaches, communication styles all of the above, right? No two customers, no two projects are the same. And so what we get excited about in that context is the fact that it makes for a very dynamic, I think, day-to-day for our employees in professional services. And I think that keeps it kind of interesting and and exciting. Yeah, I think some people embrace that ever-changing, you know, things are always evolving and, and needs are evolving and changing that type of environment. I think a lot of people at Nuance love that. It keeps it exciting. It makes it less boring in some ways. But when you have those types of situations where you're you're having to switch gears or change approaches or let go of like how things were, how do you approach that with a team that maybe um, is learning how to do that? It's such a good question, and and actually, I appreciate that you kind of led here with you know what is what is professional services because I think everything you just described is very much part and parcel of our day-to-day lives, right? We don't know, you know, we might be dealing with a mercurial or or a temperamental customer, right? Where one day, perhaps they're incredibly happy with what we're doing, and the next day something's happened on their end, and and they're not so happy. And now they're coming down on the vendor, and they're upset, and and now there's pressure, and 
And I think you said it well. Some people deal well with that dynamic and, and others struggle. I mean, I, I struggle with it. There's a lot of pressure in, in what we do. There's a lot of uncertainty in what we do, even one day to the next. And, and that can be hard. I think one of the really good things that we have going for us in, in our team, and, and I think, you know, as this conversation unfolds, we'll start to draw parallels to life, I think, in general at some, <laughs> yeah. at some point. But I think, you know, we have been doing this for such a long time that we know, right, that, that if we can just persist and, and stay true to our role, stay true to what we're being asked to do and continue and upkeep the focus on that customer and on the end state you're trying to get to, we will get there. We will get there. And, and I think that's huge, right? Because sometimes it's really, really difficult seeing the path to wherever there is. And that I think is what causes anxiety, frankly, in life and in work and in, and in general. And I think sometimes you need to sort of find your own way to kind of think back on, geez, we've done this before and we got through it. We got through it together. And I, I can't tell you right now how we're going to get there, but I know we're going to get there somehow as long as we stay close and we help each other and we work it. And I think that's a big part in, in, our, in our work, right? And I'll say in my life uh, as well, I think that's a, that's a big part of it. Yeah, you said stay close. And I, I want to pick at that a little bit because, um, you know, I work in communications where, mm. you know, how we how we communicate to each other, making sure people have the right information, making sure that they have it when they need it and they feel included. How does communications play a part in that unknown and in leading a team through mm. this type of work? Uh, such a good point and question. I, I think there's always ways to improve, frankly, communication. There's always more, I think, that can be that can be done. I'll speak for myself. I feel like I always can do more in that regard. But where I have the opportunity and in the forum to bring things out into the open in a positive, constructive, and, and transparent way, I'm going to do it, right? And I think, I think sometimes just talking about something helps. I, I know it helps me, right? Sometimes I'll keep something inside, right? Like maybe it's a maybe it's a meeting that I'm preparing for that's later in the week or or my personal life. Maybe it's, you know, an encounter with maybe something's going on with my parents, right? And it's it's on my mind. And and sometimes I find, as I said, I internalize that. But then the moment I decide to just let somebody know that I'm nervous, that's all I'm doing is I'm, I'm letting somebody know. I haven't solved anything, but somehow I find just the act of communicating that and getting it out into the open, I feel better. It's like, okay, now somebody, somebody else knows what I'm going through that I've been keeping inside, and now they're an ally in some ways, right? And it has to be somebody close. For me, often it's my wife. Like it's, we'll be taking a walk, we'll be walking our dog, and perhaps I got a meeting on Friday that's stressing me out because it's, I don't know, maybe it's a big customer meeting and I need to present something and it's a formative meeting and the outcome you know, the outcome could go one way or the other, depending on the meeting. I'm nervous about it. I'll just tell her about it. And sometimes she'll say something like, ah, don't worry, you'll be fine. Or, hey, have you thought about talking to this person or doing that? And Or sometimes she won't say much at all, right? And both are good, in my opinion, for me, right? That's That helps me. It's just getting it out there. And I think it's the same with our teams, right? Which is, you know, having an open dialogue to say, hey, we're going through something. I'm not really sure what the outcome is going to be at this point in time, but I'd rather talk about it, let you know, get your thoughts, right? Let's brainstorm on it and just have an open dialogue. And I think all of that goes a long way towards building a paradigm and a culture of, of trust and of 
transparency that I think just goes such a long way. Yeah, I agree. It's sometimes when you talk to someone, anyone, your wife, you know, similar situation with my husband, like when mm-hmm. you talk, you're like, oh, I didn't even realize I felt that way <laughs> until you've already said it. And then you're like, oh, I, this has been inside me. And so like talking about it actually helps you to realize, helps you to understand yourself better. And that, and that, and so when you don't, if you think about the opposite, when you don't talk about it, you're just in your head. That's when you start to maybe have those anxious feelings or, or you haven't like worked out those feelings into words yet. So I feel like, yeah, it's so healthy to have someone like your wife or your team or your friend to have to like work those things out with and hear what they have to say. And sometimes it's, oh, I didn't, I, you know, I, here's my suggestion. But sometimes they're, like you said, they're just listening just to be like, yeah, I hear you. (laughs) And I don't know, I don't know if you go through this, Meredith, but like, I sometimes am waiting for the right moment to speak speak to someone about something like maybe it's mm, yeah maybe it's like I'm trying to solve it before I communicate it so because maybe I'm worried about and I think this applies to you know you talk about a, a work environment maybe you don't want to bring something up with your peers your staff your boss whatever it is because you'd rather solve it before you do and not worry the other party or parties about what's going on or perhaps you're worried about you know showing up with you know we like to say don't show up to your boss with problems, show up with solutions. Like, yeah. So sometimes I go through this kind of mental, I don't know if you do that, like this mental exercise that says, do I bring it up or not? And, <laughs> but then it's sort of like, okay, well, you know what? I need to bring it up for me, frankly, right? Because I don't have the solution. I'm not going to get it anytime soon. We're going to have to go through this again together. So let's, let's get it out there. And sometimes I need to kind of kick myself a little bit and say, you know what? Better to bring it up now. Let's talk about it and, and keep going. Yeah, the timing of it is 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 something to think about, but I do think that you'll know when the right time is because the conversation it will just feel natural. Like it'll come up or your your manager might ask you a question and it might bring something up that's been on your mind and it does feel right to talk about it. So, yeah. I don't think there's ever like a right time other than the time that feels right to you. No, it makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I like that. And I think it goes again, sometimes you got to you got to show the honest vulnerability that that you have and that you may be going through right and that humility that says you know even as a as a manager as a, as a leader as a family member i do this with my my kids i mean they're they're adults so I, I hesitate calling less i'm trying to call them kids less and less these days they'll always be my kids i guess um where as a parent too i think you 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 wonder about that i i should have the answer right we're, we're going through something uncertain we're going through something ambiguous i should have the answer but maybe i don't right? I'm a parent or I'm a boss or a manager or a leader, or whatever it is. Maybe I don't have the answer and I need to talk about it with you together so we can figure that out. And maybe it's going to take time. But I think what that does is it sets you on a bit of a bit of a journey and I think it builds, I think it builds trust. So for people who are like not comfortable with that, there are some people who are, who thrive in that, who are cool with it or, or can kind of work through it. But there are some people who probably are like, oh my God, <laughs> this yeah. is crazy. Like, it's uncharted territory. What, like, yeah. what advice would you have for someone like that? You know, I think, I think every individual needs to find their way. I, I don't think there's one answer. I, I think one, one thing that comes to mind for me and that I think could be applicable to others is you need to identify someone or a group of people that you are comfortable having that conversation with. And sometimes it's not the obvious people in your lives that you might think about. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is your manager, but maybe it isn't your manager, right? right? Maybe it's a peer 
Maybe it's a mentor. Nuance has got the mentorship program, which I've participated in and find it absolutely fantastic. Uh, maybe it is your, your partner, right? Or your spouse or a friend. I'll say some of my most formative discussions have been with my friends who, have, who know nothing about my work, but I'm able to sort of speak to them. They don't have the context, but I'm able to speak just very openly and naturally and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Like, I, I don't know how to deal with this. And they'll come up with things, like you said before, where it's like, well, have you thought about this? I'm like, no, I haven't. And so you never know where you're going to get that help and that support. But I think everyone needs to find, you know, that outlet, right? And people that they can speak openly with. It's just incredibly healthy to be able to do that. Yeah, I think that's a good takeaway for people listening right now is like to think, maybe take a moment now just to think like, who who do you talk to? Maybe think about your past conversations you've had with people in your life and who are those people that have always like you've left the conversation being like, ah, oh, that was so helpful. Like I feel better now or oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, who just kind of like opened you up to that. I think those are the people that you want to talk to yeah. in these types of situations. Yeah, And it's getting yourself out there, right? I think sometimes we do need to kick ourselves a little bit, right? And if it's not happening for people who might not be, maybe you've looked for that that outlet or that person and you're struggling, you know what? You got to kick yourself a little bit. You got to put yourself out there. I sometimes think about this. It's like, sometimes it's hard to show that vulnerability or that quote unquote perceived weakness, maybe. Maybe people are worried about perceptions of weakness. You got to get over that, right? You got to get it out there. We're all we're all human, right? Yeah. You've got to get yourself out there. And, and that's when you find these new perspectives that give you that new direction and energy. If you're really digging this topic, check out the recent panel discussion to hear personal stories and experiences from a few of our nuanced leaders and how they've dealt with uncertainty. Search Leading Through Ambiguity and Change on The Voice to find it. I want to shift a little bit. I mean, this is related, which is the Microsoft acquisition. Um, mm. How long have you been at Nuance and like, how did you come into Nuance? Because a lot of people have come in through acquis- their own acquisitions. Right. Right. How, did you, how did you come into Nuance? Yeah, I love, um, I love thinking back on this because I just feel like it's just been a unique and incredibly positive experience. I came in, um, I want to say 23 years ago. Uh, I had joined Speechwork. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been, it's hard to believe, honestly. But it's, yeah, I joined, I joined Speechworks at the time and it was, um, Speechworks was a small company and I've been in professional services the entire time, but of course, Speechworks then got acquired by Scansoft. And so I was kind of on that end of the, of the proverbial table, if you will, as it relates to M&A, right? We got acquired. And then Scansoft, of course, as we all know, continued to acquire uh, a bunch of, a bunch of companies, frankly, over the years. And so I've been on the other end of that of that table, right? In some of those transactions as well. And now, of course, leading up to uh, the Microsoft acquisition, which we're which we're right in the middle of, sort of getting deeper into some integration discussions now. And yeah, I mean, it's Meredith to your to your question. While you know, I, I know I've worked for I like to say the one company for for that duration of time. It definitely feels like it's been you know five or six different companies because it has been incredibly dynamic and incredibly different, perhaps every time one of those acquisitions happened. Right. So there's like different feelings of companies plus the type of work you're in being so dynamic too. It's like two <laughs> two things at play there. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of ambiguity and uncertainty. Not um, negative, not negative. No, but I just think, like, and that's important what you just said, I think, right? Which is, look, there were definitely, speaking for, for, for the experiences that I've been through, 
there were definitely moments that have been really challenging in, in, in all of those different, I'll say, transactions over the years, right? Whether we were being acquired, where we were doing the acquiring, there were some tough moments, right? Like just unknown, uncertainty, like not enough information. Where are we going, right? Where is this going to land? Am I, am I going to have a job? Is my team going to be well positioned? Like, where, where are we here? But again, you know, I, I sort of look back and I think there were people who, how do I say this? Couldn't deal with that uncertainty and perhaps made a life decision and said, I'm out. Can't do it. I need more certainty. I need less anxiety and I'm out. And listen, those people, that's fine, right? You make decisions in life. And you keep going, right? And I know many of those people and they've landed in, in good spots and, and it's okay. But when I think about my own experience, and I think many, many of us here at, at Nuance, now Microsoft, who said to themselves, you know what? I know there's uncertainty and some ambiguity. I'm going to accept that. I'm going to try and control the things that I, that I can control and try to influence the things that I can't, but I won't spend too much time there. And, and move forward for all of us. I mean, I'm just incredibly excited about the journey that we've, we've been through and, and frankly, the journey that we continue to go through and, and frankly, what lies ahead. I, I think it's, I'm really glad that, that we sort of moved past some of that, those periods of, of uncertainty, knowing full well that we're doing, here we go again, right? We do it again. And right. I think, isn't that life, right? Like there's always, I think in any, in any topic, in any one area, you're never going to have all the answers. You're never going to know exactly where it's going to, to land. And I think just having some faith and, and some conviction, as we said at the top, in the notion that, hey, it's okay. We've been through this before. We're, we're going to keep going. We're going we're gonna to be all right, you know, finding your way with that. Yeah, it's, it's this living in the moment, which is such a cliche, but like, it, it really is. You do it so well. You, you have that mindset where you're like, I can only control so much. Things are always going to be uncertain. When you know that things are like always going to be uncertain in life, there's like some comfort in that to know that it's not just this thing or this thing or, or now. Yeah. It's, this is just how life is. And as you look back on the 23 years you've been here, it's been an evolution. Like, look at how yeah. far we've come. I mean, that th even just looking back must be kind of exciting. And it's good to remind ourselves to do that, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I so much in what you just said, and thank you for that, by the way. I, you know, I, when I think about, for me, like what, what propels me, it is the past in many ways. It's like, it's the past. And then it's, it's what that means for the future. And like, I, I don't know if you do this, but like, if something that I really feel good about happens in my life, I'm in bed and I'm thinking about it over and over again. I'm like, I'm feeding off of it. Like, I feel good about that. It just felt, felt natural. It was an accomplishment. You know, we did something together. It's just, it felt right. You know, it felt like yeah. it, it just felt correct, you know, and, and I, that motivates me. And whether the thing that, that happened is at work or in my, in my home life at home, whatever, it doesn't matter. One feeds the other, you know? So to your point, like I think that that history and the success and, and our ability to have overcome so much and have persevered over and over again in various circumstances in life and at work, that's what gets me going is to say, yeah, we we can do it and we can do more and you know we'll be and we'll be okay. And I think 
So that contributes to being, I think for me, again, it's for me, everyone needs to find their way. But in my case, like living in the moment, I think is, you know, thinking about those successes helps me do that. I think the other thing that really helps me live in the moment is that we're so busy, right? (laughs) I joke (laughs) about this, but it's true. Like there's so much in front of me that I can go attack so much, frankly, too much. Let's be, let's be honest. And I know many people are in this boat. There's too much, right? I, I could, I've told, I told my wife, I feel like I could work constantly and it, <laughs> and I'd still have stuff that I'd want to go do. And yeah. while that's stressful, it allows me that outlet every day is to say, all right, I got stuff to do. I don't have time to worry about, you know, the things I can't control. I, I got too much, too many things on my plate here that I can and want to control. And so I go focus on that. So it's a bit of a distraction, I think, in some ways. That's so healthy. I th- I'm like that too, where I'm just like, I remember going through a really bad experience in my life uh, many years ago. It was a hard time for me. And so I absolutely did what you did. I just threw myself into the one thing I could control, which is my work. That distracted yeah. me. It took my mind off it. I mean, it's. I think it's a healthy way of, way of dealing with it as long as you're doing the other stuff that we talked about, which is like the like the talking to other people and and thinking about it, other stuff. So it's like a balance, but I do think that it allows you like a little more of that control. Like we love our work. So to do more of that stuff is always a good thing, I think. Yeah. Well, and I totally agree. And the control point that you just said, right? Like those that are really close to me know that I've had several experiences in my life with people around me that have had severe anxiety, you know, to the point where, it was debilitating. And as I think about those people and how they've overcome what they've gone through, it touched on a lot of what we're talking about, which is we got too much energy that's feeding the unknown, right? That's focused on the unknown. It's almost like if you think about a human being has only got so much energy they can put out to the world, you sort of have to choose where you're going to put it. If you put it in areas that, that you can't control, there's a vicious circle that, that happens there. And it's hard once you get in that rut. However, on the flip side, if you, if you take that energy and you say, I'm going to go focus it on getting well, maybe, maybe I'm going to just up my exercise routine here a little bit, right? Or maybe I'm going to eat differently, or maybe I'm going to make sure I'm spending time with people that I love and, and really try to, you know, I do this too. Like I could have like a horrible day at work, just stressful, like one meeting to the next and there's a lot going on. And I come out of it feeling like, Oh, geez, I, I don't feel like I did much today. I just like, I, I didn't, I didn't accomplish what I wanted to. And that will start to affect my mood at home. But what I've been trying to do, especially lately is to just switch that off somehow and say, you know what, that's that now I'm with my, my family or my parents or whoever it is, my friends. And I want to be there. I want to smile and I want to laugh and I want to talk to them. And so taking that energy and putting it in the places that that help you the most, I think is so, so important. And you have to manage that. You do. You have to find, I think everyone has to find their way with that and not, and not waste it, you know, on, on things that could just make life harder for you. Yeah. That's such a, the way you think about these things is so, it's logical, but it's like healthy. And it's just to hear you. I can relate to that. I know what you mean. And you have to kind of like shove it in a corner anything yeah, that's that, hard yeah, yeah. it is because well it's also because think about why is because you care like you care about doing a good job you care about yes. the people you care about the work it's hard to like let that go at the end yeah, of the really day is. you know so i think for me too it's like sleeping on it waking up the next day it's a whole other situation and it's, it's <laughs> you know i agree right and sometimes 
sleeping on it. And it's the little things too, right? Like the little wins. Like I, I think sometimes there's one of the things that feeds, I think anxiety is that you just want whatever it is that's ailing you or concerning you. You just want it to go away like fast, like now. Right. I almost feel like, as I've, as I've kind of experienced this, you, you sort of have to accept that at some level, depending where you may be in that journey, you just need to accept that it's not going away immediately. But what will happen is that you'll start to focus on the little wins and they could be tiny. They could be tiny, All right? but you did it. And then you build off of that and you go to the next one and, and, and the next one. And you just sort of accept that it's a journey and it's going to take time, but you're going to get there. And yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, we're talking about maybe, at least in my mind, as I'm thinking about this, I'm talking about maybe the more significant cases of anxiety where it's really kind of getting in the way. And, but it's a spectrum, as we know, right? I think there's levels of anxiety that people feel and it ebbs and flows. But I think in all cases, I think the approach is, is the same, is how do I build some confidence and some comfort? And I think how every individual does that is unique. Yeah, the confidence part. So important. So before we end this, which I love talking about this stuff, <laughs> just yeah, by the no, way, no, it's, great, it's really enjoyable. What do you want to leave employees with? What is your final thoughts on what do you want people to walk away with from this podcast? To me, and I think I didn't really know where this conversation was going to go exactly, but it, I think what's come out, I hope, at least in my mind, is, and again, <laughs> cliche, I apologize, but just the power of positivity. I knew somebody once that I knew this person was going through a, a tough time. Okay. Like personally, really tough, tough time, but she would nevertheless come in and just force a smile on her face. And, and I remember reacting to that saying, wow, it's kind of amazing. I, I know what you're going through. Others may not, but I know. And you're showing up with this smile, like, wow, I'm impressed. I'm really, and I'm not only impressed because I know it's helping you as an individual, but I'm impressed because you're doing it to light up the room and boy, are you ever. So I think the power of positivity and sometimes you need to force it, force that smile because good things will emanate from that. I believe. And, and we're not, we're not victims, right? We're not victims. We're, we're managing it. We're managing our lives and, and we want to manage it. I think in a way that focuses on the positive always. Yeah. That's great to remember when you're feeling yourself go negative, especially that's the time when you need it the most. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, thank you so much, Anthony. This has just been wonderful. I think you're so wise. And um, <laughs> I would talk to you about well, this for yeah. I would talk to you about this for hours, honestly, if I could. But well, I appreciate um, it. It's an important topic, you know, for all of us. Yeah. And uh, so I appreciate the opportunity to have a dialogue on it as well, Meredith. And thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for being on Think Big. Take care. As always, we've included additional resources about this topic below. Feed your curiosity and learn more, and be sure to talk about it. Thank you all for listening to this Think Big podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to like it, and you can add a comment with your thoughts below. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time. <laughs>